the problem. You got all the questions? Stop Stop listen talk. to me and let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is broccoli in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. It's just all theater. It doesn't matter. I don't care what he said. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. from Studio C. Dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, everybody, on a Tuesday, it's got that Tuesday feel. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Joe Biden hasn't imploded watch day two. Oh, God. Any normal people follow the presidential election at this point? No. No normal people. No. Probably shouldn't. Wouldn't be good for your health. You realize no, you realize no. if you are the sort of person that does that, you would be you would spend half of your life following presidential elections because that's two years per presidential election. Right. Do you want to spend half your life doing that? I don't no. No, exactly. It'd be like somebody running ten or more mock drafts leading up to the NFL draft. It's just it's a ridiculous waste of time. Give it a few minutes, it'll sort itself out. <laughs> On the other hand, I believe Joe Biden will crack up, and so I'm like at the intersection where there are lots of car wrecks, just watching. I'm kind of um, wondering, just the way media works, why that story from a couple of years ago about him swimming naked in front of people Mm. hasn't uh, emerged yet. So obviously a... uh... A uh, hot hashtag Me Too-ish right. Charlie Rose-esque escapade. You'd think people would be hot to trot for it. Right. It's uh, from one of those uh, books from uh, Kessler, is it? Ronald Kessler was uh-huh. a, a uh, Secret Service agent who told all what you're not supposed to do. A lot of Secret Service guys think that's incredibly uncool. Um, because and, it is. And some poo-poo the books. Right. Yeah. I do not no, no, he's them. He's not a... Um, I believe uh, every word when it suits me. He's not on that list it's convenient of, to my narrative. He's not on that list of uh, super credible people. In fact, he's on the other list. He's on the list of... He's closer to that. Who's that guy that wrote the uh, the guy with the wolf name? The guy who wrote that book about Trump. That The uh, wolf man? Within a couple of weeks, everybody was saying, eh. Oh. He the, had the crazy glasses, right? Yeah. That, he, mm. he backed off some of his claims and then... Warner Wolf? Um... I thought his name was Wolf. Wolf yeah. Blitzer. <laughs> That's it. It was the first big book of the Trump presidency, yeah. and the media went crazy, of course, as they did. And then yeah, he, I remember the guy that. was so ridiculous. Fi- Michael Wolf. Yeah, Michael Wolf. He was so ridiculous that uh, he was mocked on Saturday Night Live. But anyway, but this guy is closer to that. The guy with the swimming naked. Michael J. Fox as Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I would just think because the whole Me Too thing is so big, sure, that, that, that somebody would dig that story back up again. Even just to have fun with the allegation. Yeah, and and have the author on again, and blah blah blah, and then debate whether or not it's true. But right, it just seems like such a good. Is somebody waiting for the right time? Or? I wonder. I don't know. Cable news is so desperate. They're like you know horny teenagers or strung out heroin junkies. They'll do absolutely anything. 
Uh, so, yeah, we'll wait and see. Maybe you want the, him to have a, the rosy glow of, of being in the lead for a while. Maybe it has more to set of a, him up before you can knock him maybe down. Maybe it's got more of a sting to it, like a month from now, if he's still in first place. Or is it just bias? I don't know. No, nah, I don't think so. No? No. Too tasty a treat? Too tasty a Naked treat. Naked Joe Biden. <laughs> what treat could be tastier? <laughs> anyway, so that story will come back at some point. Yes, yeah. clearly. Um, here, if necessary. <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad. Well, I don't know if it's a disqualifying sort of thing anyway. No, no, I'm just amused. <laughs> Um, uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. I'm already tired, Esther. I just don't want that image of Joe Biden in my head. That, that's... Well, the question I have for these sorts of things is if you're, if you're a swim naked in front of people that have to be there guy, is that a, you just really like swimming naked? And look, I'm, I'm one of those people that people have to be around me. I'm not going to change my life. You're an exhibitionist. Or are you an exhibitionist? It's a it's a kink. Or is it a you're trying to get with him like Charlie Rose thing? Um, Charlie's there on out with a story yesterday. Similar sort of deal. We'll tell that one later. Her the first interview she ever went to as an actress when she was 19. I mean, are you showing up naked or half naked because you're trying to get sexy time to happen? I think rapey time. It's B with an option to say you're an exhibitionist and you think if this gets the fires burning, hey, all the better. Or is it a power move? It is, I can do whatever I want and you can't say anything about it and you can't stop me. I I think for some people it's that. I don't know. I'm so unfamiliar with that sort of thinking. I I can't even get in that headspace. So I I don't know. I know what it feels like to be, uh, to, to want to have sex. I don't know what it feels like to, to want to dominate people and make them. Do what you know, I just I don't get that. Right. That's just that's always seemed weird to me. Mm. The other people have to walk through the door after me or whatever thing it is. You'll never sit on the iron throne. Whatever. <laughs> hey, Joe Biden's at thirty nine percent right you're, now. You're weak. Is he really? Yep. So he's gonna be your next president. Yeah, there's a new poll. Yeah. <laughs> Says he, Michael's mock draft. Eight months ago. <laughs> Please. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Uh, by the year 2070, using conservative estimates, and this is uh, if no new people uh, join up to Facebook, um, the uh, there will be more dead than alive with Facebook accounts. By the year 2100, 1. 1.4 billion dead Facebook users will have accounts, and this is kind of underlying it. What is Facebook supposed to do right. with accounts that have passed? Do they stay up as some sort of in memoriam of the, their friends and family? It's kind of an archive of all their pictures and stuff. You can go and you know, like what? Wow, it's better than a it's better than a a funeral or a cemetery plot, isn't it? I mean, for generations in, in the many future, ways. this is this is yeah. my dad. I can go back and look at his Facebook page and like pictures from his whole life are on there right all his friends i realize there are some cultures where you know the bones being there is very important or whatever you 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 just those are your your bonier cultures (laughs) i'm not that concerned about the physical being once the spirit departs really um i don't need a hole in the ground so yeah some sort of page a, a web page that i could go to that'd be great that probably is the future yeah maybe a video maybe everybody cuts a video before they go oh sure welcome sure. to my dead page or maybe you uh wow here's a tradition my friends certainly in the western world where we have this gear handy and it will be increasingly uh, available is it a tradition that you have uh, you compile this tape from the moment you can speak on you do a little babbling as a kid 
as an eight-year-old, you say, I really like kickball. And then, you know, you, you go on and you have like a, a video diary of your, your life, chunk by chunk. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Like then you, you're 45, you cut the video, I've given up. It's kind you of know, already trending rally. that way with people just self-videoing themselves yep. and updating live blogs yeah. as they go through life. Like, it's it's almost just kind of people are doing that to themselves. Got to edit, though. Edit. Right, right. <laughs> Let's keep it tight, people. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to remember you fondly, but I got an appointment in a little bit. <laughs> you hate to be bored by the dearly departed. <laughs> Too long, didn't watch. There's Marshall Phillips. Marshall Phillips does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Had a little project, or have a project I'm working on, and yesterday I went out and got uh, my new smartphone tripod so I can take action pictures of me and my Bermuda shorts vacuuming for the armstrongandgetty.com website. Yes. Wow. Speaking of the editing room floor. <laughs> Hanson, you need to report back on how many hits we get on that. Yeah. It, I want to know how many people are hungry to see Marshall Phillips it, vacuuming in shorts. It, action it, shots. Of action action shots. It'll be up later this week, so don't go there right away. But It's, it's in preparation. So You've got to build the tripod yeah. first. You no. have a lot of swooping shots and quick cuts and no, that I sort of thing. I got it set up. I, I, I did a sample run and unfortunately, I mean, a lot of pictures are just my knees and socks. So I, I've got to I got to adjust it in that, but uh, it will be done this week. I hope it's in 4K. <laughs> I believe so. Fantastic. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Thursday, April 30th, year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's commence then, officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Make America moral again. Joe Biden's interview. He did an interview on ABC, I think, this morning, and he uh, did his big rally yesterday. We've got some clips for that. Hasht- hashtag mama, like he's in uh, Greta Van Fleet. We need to uh, we need to deal with his ridiculous quote of the other day that there was not even a whiff of scandal during the Obama administration. It just goes to show the depths of ridiculousness that you can chuck around in politics. Uh, what are their headlines, Marshall Phillips? U.S. Army vet in custody for plotting ISIS-inspired terror attacks in California. We do have the Biden rally and more, and have the Russians trained whales to be spies. I saw that story. Coming up. Russian whale spies. Yes. Be darned. How does mail bag look? Oh, it's very nice. We have a guest freedom-loving quote of the day from a listener. Uh, among other things. Oh, it's completely non-electoral politics. We have data about your furniture. This is pretty fascinating. I know so much about your couch, you can't even believe it. I know everything I need to know about Based on recent surveys. Where it is and how to sit in it. How old it is, how much change is in it, how many times you've <laughs> cried on it. I know all these things from recent data. Wow. Among things coming up. Couch the- science really <laughs> leaping forward in the 21st century. <laughs> on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yes, CNN released a poll just a few minutes ago, and uh, the Biden bounce having uh, announced. This is the first poll since Biden announced, and Biden is now at 39% in this poll just out from CNN, with Bernie way back at 15. And uh, Elizabeth Warren and Mayor Pete at 8 and 7. 
So Biden, uh, clear leader currently in the brand new poll. Uh, most interesting part is what issues are Democrats mostly interested in? The number one issue for Democrats is an issue that n- regularly has been at the bottom of national polls. Leaf blowers. So uh, stay tuned for that. Effing leaf blowers. That's your number one issue? Yes. Despise them. I always have. We've got to have a national one. If we're going to have them, one day, Tuesday's leaf blower day. Everybody put in earplugs, put up with it. The other six days of the week will be peaceful, blissful, enjoyable. When I lived in uh, in a town, which has been at least 10 years since I have, <clears throat> um, yeah, nice, quiet cul-de-sac in theory. And then, you know, your Saturday morning. <laughs> All over the place, all morning long. I think, what's the point of the whole, we live here in a shady cul-de-sac, if that's what goes on on Saturday morning? No kidding. And it's uh, so often on the weekends. It's horrific. And again, and, and at least where I was living at the time, everybody's lawn was so tiny. How about you do 15 minutes of raking? Yeah, and it's I'm, silent. I know. Mailbag! Yeah! Yeah! I have to uh, edit this a little bit. It's a good thought. It's a guest uh, freedom-loving shower thought from Zach. At some point in our history, the line about God-given freedom morphed into government-given free stuff. There you go. Equality of outcome is an impossibility. And the desire for it will bring only one thing, and that is despotism. Thomas Sowell with a freedom-loving quote of the day. We seem to be moving steadily in the direction of a society where no one is responsible for what he himself did. But we are responsible for what somebody else did, either in the present or in the past. Wow, that's a good one. <clears throat> yeah. That's a good one. He Isn't is, that something? He is among the most quotable people in American history. <laughs> When he orders Chinese food, it's probably worth writing down. He's so, so eloquent. Is, how old is Thomas so, so well now? He's got to be early 60s, or I don't know. Is he still teaching at Can Stanford? We, uh, or we is he retired him? now? And he you just, have many questions. Does and he I just appreciate you asking. Sit them, around but... and throw off Bon Mo's? He's 88. <laughs> what? Yeah, I figured he was pretty old. Wow, I didn't know that. Huh. Uh, yeah, he's a brilliant, brilliant man. And the beauty of. The whole, I don't take any responsibility for my own actions, but make you take responsibility for your ancestors or other people who look like you, is that it's only one way. I mean, you can you can use it. It's like a, a, a multi-sided dodge that, well, it's not my fault. I mean, I was, it's just terrible. It's terrible. You make people responsible for what they do and how they live, and they will behave responsibly. Or, or they won't, but that's up to them. Here's your uh, federal crime of the day. There's so many, nobody even knows how many there are or how to count them. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, the long letters and numbers and parentheses and the rest of the code. Makes it a federal crime to gamble at the National Zoo. I'll bet you those pandas do it today. I'll bet they don't. <laughs> we got to sit here all day. 50 bucks. I don't want to sit here all day. I'll bet you 20 bucks it eats a leaf. <laughs> Next 10 minutes. Ready? We're on. Uh, let's see. Dave writes. Did I tell you about the last time we were at the zoo, we saw an elephant defecate? Which I had never seen. kids s- were there? Which I had never seen That's before. That's one of my most vivid childhood oh, memories. Oh, my God. It was incredible. Spectacular. My kids still talk about it. Oh. <laughs> hey, have them call me. I'll talk about it with them. <laughs> it was astounding. Yes. The volume is oh, unthinkable. The sound. 
Oh, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Yep. Like bales of hay hitting the ground. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it was incredible. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Hmm. Nature. It's wondrous. You know, it is the wonder of the natural world. There's probably a YouTube channel for that. Check it out. Uh, thanks for finally calling it what it is. Bums and junkies. Signed, no exclamation mark, Dave. Um, yeah, b- b- we need to refer to bums and junkies when we're talking about the segment of the homeless population that is bums and junkies. If you just say the homeless, then you're grouping together lots of people who are deserving of help and are decent people. They've fallen on hard times, whatever, and bums and junkies that completely different cures. Well, I think that documentary that was made about the Seattle homeless situation, which I think most people feel like was sympathetic. But it it made it clear that you're, it's a junkie problem. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're dealing with here, right? Right. Um, and that that was a that was a real step forward in uh, in how how do you take this on? Agreed. On the topic of the siren song of baked goods, uh, Jack's oh, would God. be uh, pans full of what is it? Costco cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Uh, Dear Simple Jack and Rocket, Scott from Medford writes, My unfortunate rocky coastline where the lighthouse flashes on my bathroom scale is our local Cinnabon. Every morning on my drive home. Oh, oh, you can't do that every day. Sings the siren song of extra icing (laughs) on a circular confection of my inevitable demise. Gotta take a different route. Yeah, I'd I'd drive the long way to work to avoid that. Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. So the CNN poll that just came out has got some interesting stuff in it um, on a variety of topics. A couple more people have qualified for the debate stage for the Democratic debate that is a little over a month away. Point of order. Why are we talking about this? We just had a segment talking about why it was so stupid to talk about it. And it's come up twice since that segment. That segment was 10 minutes ago. What's going on here? This is insanity. And, I won't have it. And what polls is the top issue for Democrats is interesting to me because it, it was the bottom issue in the country for years. I don't know if that's changed, but it has been at the bottom for years. If one party decides to make it the top issue, is that going to work for anybody? Changing monopoly rules. Is that the issue? <laughs> God, we got a old-time monopoly game. It's supposed to be some throwback anniversary edition. No, it sucks. Exciting. It oh. sucks. <laughs> sucks out loud. Is the board not open? No, or? the the original version is just, it's got a bunch of old-timey weird nonsense in it and some different rules and everything. Oh, I just, really? I just don't like, yeah. The the version I grew up with, like, in the 70s, is, I, I prefer. What, what's old-timey nonsense? Steam power? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just duller. If you can imagine a duller version oh, that's of impossible. Monopoly. <laughs> Quit lying. <laughs> Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Los Angeles man is in custody for allegedly plotting ISIS-style attacks in Southern California. Ryan Young with the FBI says the 26-year-old's a military, U.S. military veteran who served in Afghanistan and... 
In addition, the defendant expressed a desire to retaliate for the New Zealand attack. The defendant claimed he would swear allegiance to ISIS if they formed in the United States and praised the leader of ISIS, al-Baghdadi. Domingo, in recorded conversations with the source, talked about attacking churches, Jews, police, and military officers. Federal prosecutors say the man was recently radicalized. They claim he wanted to use a pressure cooker bomb packed with nails to kill and injure large crowds. Uh, To me, that's just a a crazy guy who wanted to hurt people who latched onto a particularly handy ideology, I would think. I don't know. That's just so twisted. Well, this loser that shot up the synagogue outside of San Diego the other day. So his parents are horrified. Yep. Right. They say he grew up with a great life, popular kid. Then he goes off the rails with hanging out with some people we don't even know. It's disgusting. I mean, mm-hmm. so how these how this happens, I don't know. Everybody needs to be somebody. And some people make very, very bad choices of what somebody they're going to be. I'm going to be a hero of radical Islam or... I'm going to show the Jews or whatever. What's the matter? The with idiot and his friends who killed all the 300 some people in the and the the Christians at the Easter service. Similar situation. Their family's like, "What the hell? Mm. What happened to you? You grew. You had a great life. Yeah. This guy's sister is just. I don't. I can't even imagine what happened to him. As we talked about it last week, he went off to graduate school in in England and right. Australia, and then at some point became a crazy person like these others. It's really, really interesting. I guess you got to keep an eye on your kids into their uh, early 20s to see who they're hanging out with because they hang out with the wrong person. Having come from a perfectly reasonable background, all of a sudden they're murderous lunatics. Former Vice President Joe Biden kicked off his presidential bid with a campaign rally in Pittsburgh before a largely union crowd telling the folks... The stock market is roaring, but you don't feel it. There was $2 trillion tax cut last, last year. Did you feel it? Did you get anything from it? Of course not. Well, that's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you did. See, that's, that's the thing. That's going to work uh, based on some polling. I think that's going to work. Now, we did have that economic indicator last week that more people are happy with their financial situation yep. than has ever been polled before. Mm-hmm. But if you can go around con- convincing people that that's still not enough, that might work. During an exclusive interview with uh, Joe Biden, he sat down with ABC's Robin Roberts and uh, told the GMA anchor he regrets how Anita Hill was treated during the confirmation hearings of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Roberts asked Biden how can he make amends decades later. She said, I cannot be satisfied by simply saying I'm sorry for what happened to you. I will be satisfied when I know there is real change and real accountability and real purpose. Well, see, I think... That's what she told me. I, I was grateful she took the call. As the committee chairman, I take responsibility that she did not get treated well. I take responsibility for that. You take responsibility. I take responsibility for that because I was the chairman. Yeah, this gets back to what I was talking yeah. about last week. I, I, I know this can't happen, but I wish we could have elections on. Joe Biden wants what size government, what taxes, whatever, and then you agree with that or not and argue position. How he handled the Anita Hill hearings in 1987. Friggin', are you kidding me? Right. Right. 
that's the important issue as to whether or not he ought to be president mm. for four years or eight years. We dig up dirt, then we make you answer to the dirt. Whoever does the best wins. That's not a good way to elect the president. <laughs> that's the way we do it. Yeah. Story we are watching. Venezuela's opposition leader Juan Guaido says this is the start of the end of the usurpation. In an early morning address in Caracas. That's what we need to start saying. This is the end of the usurpation. In an early morning address in Caracas, Guaido signaled his most blatant declaration to rise up against President Nicolas Maduro's government by involving the military, tweeting he was meeting with armed forces to begin the final phase of Operation Freedom. Mm. So the move is on. And after fishermen found a beluga whale off Norway's uh, northern coast last week that was wearing a harness, including mounts for a GoPro camera, experts are saying they believe the whale was trained by the Russian Navy. Oh, no, a Russian agent whale. The clips on the harness said equipment St. Petersburg. That's according to marine biologists in Norway. They told, told uh, CNN that the Russian Navy's been known to train belugas to conduct military operations before for doing things like, quote, guarding naval bases, helping divers find lost equipment, and other things. Russian whale spies. Did you see this whale? White whale. White privilege. Right there. White whale privilege. The whale, if a whale can look Russian, that whale looked Russian. Yes, it did. (laughs) It's as pale as Putin himself. All right, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting to get a show, The Conscience of the Nation. Now the dirty commies are even harnessing the beasts of the wild against us <laughs> in our way of life. Yes. Damn them. The harpoon of liberty will soon find that whale. Wow, mm. wow, mm. wow. Take that, Putin. Huh? <laughs> hey, guys, since Venezuela's in the news, should we be hitting this? And who do you think is the richest person in Venezuela? That'd be good. The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Hello. Hello. Anyway, 0-2. That's right. Now back to the game. Right. Right. A little geopolitics for you. Now back to the game. It's no coincidence. I'd like to hear more of that. (laughs) Juan Guaido posing with the military. It's a major move. Cubs about to make a major move here to the bullpen. <laughs> we'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. So you don't want to hear who's going to make the debate stage next month? No, I really don't. <laughs> Is it somebody from the show? It's it's um it's a, some some names I'd never even heard. I didn't even know the names. Which I just find humorous. But um but what the number one issue is for Democrats in the polls is interesting and probably important. I gotta text my wife and see if it's okay if I donate another hundred dollars to Swalwell. Swalwell made the stage yes. as of today. Swalwell, Swalwell. As of today, he's polled at above one percent three polls in a row, which gets you on the debate stage next month. He's got momentum. He's got <laughs> swalmentum. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Maybe I'll get into this CNN poll that just came out later, or maybe not. Maybe it's just a bad idea to talk about it. 
We got a coup in Venezuela. But, um, There's no time for foolishness. But who's up and down in the polls? I'll tell you who's way up is Biden. But anyway, the, the part that stuck out to me is the issue, top issue. The issue that 96% of Democrats polled by CNN said is very important to them, climate change. Mm. Climate change, an issue that has regularly polled at the bottom nationally, is now risen to the top, at least among Democrats. So expect to hear a lot about it. I assume that was uh, the poll where you could have multiple issues you're yeah. super yeah. excited yeah. about. Yeah, which is the way human beings are. Sure, of course. It's not one thing or another. Right, yeah. Yeah. I don't care about gas prices at all. I only care about climate change. Schools don't have time for it. Nope. I only care about climate change. Right. Or vice versa. You know, I've switched. I now no longer care about climate change and only care about wildlife. Yeah, of course, that's not the way human beings work. A couple of uh, notes from this modern world. Uh, nice note from uh, Catherine, who's a systems engineer. Mm, I was going to be that. Yeah, yeah. That's an engineer who mostly deals with systems. <laughs> uh-huh. Primarily. From what, uh, you know... You know, most of the day. Uh, Her cause is uh, not in the top eight, according to CNN. It is the following. People need to stop mashing the press-to-walk crosswalk buttons. It costs taxpayers money and makes engineers wish for a nuclear holocaust. How does that cost taxpayers money? Well, because virtually every traffic light in the world is on a timer. And they have a set rotation. I wondered and, about this just over the weekend on a bike ride with my son. If we should just wait until it's... Because we're going to get our turn. Well, Where should here's, I press the button? Here's how it differs from the closed door elevator button. Which, newsflash, doesn't do anything. It's not hooked to anything. No. It's useless. It does light up, though, so it's hooked to a light. Tru- well, right. Right. Because unhooking it would be too much trouble. But why don't you do me a favor, folks, and try not pressing it and timing it. Next time you're in there, press it and time it. It doesn't, it's not hooked up because of ADA laws. The doors have to stay open a certain amount of time for handicapped people to be able to get in. Now, that button probably still exists for countries where that's not true. That's my guess. But anyway, the point is the crosswalk button. Yes, go ahead and press the crosswalk button. It will then turn on the walk light when it rotates to the appropriate time. But it won't get into there any sooner. No, okay. absolutely not. That's because not. you only pressed it once. If you press it like five <laughs> times, it gets you there quicker because now they think there's five people waiting to See, cross. See, I don't want to press it at all because I think about all the other people that have pressed it that day, and I don't want to put my hands on no, it. You just, got, you just got to wheel kick it. You get fancy with it. <laughs> Bust out some of your kung fu moves. These buttons have a life of upwards of half a billion presses. But that lifespan is significantly decreased if people continue mashing the button 10 to 20 times to cross. It's Catherine, the systems engineer. I, I have seen people just press it over and over and over yeah. again. Like, that's going to do something. Yeah, yeah, because now they think there's a line of people, and we need to hurry up to get the crosswalk moving. Progress. <laughs> let's get some Let's get some production going, we got to tell the lights we really, really, really want to cross. Those people should not be given the right to vote. <laughs> Here's Mike with a question. Just before Easter, we did our annual trip to Barnes & Noble to get our five kids whatever book they wanted as their Easter present. Oh, that's cool. Which they love doing because we're weirdos who like real paper books. That's, You're not a weirdo. A, that's a good one. That's I, I, we I handed love out, that tradition. We handed out candy and cash. His tradition is probably better. <laughs> Time to make a change, Jack. <laughs> a book is a good idea. Anyway, I love baseball books and saw one about the Dodgers in the 60s called The Last Innocence that looked good but pricey. I checked on Amazon. And scroll down, and here's the point. 
And the frequently brought to get, bought together caught my eye. It's not recommended, but try telling me that people who buy nostalgic Dodgers books frequently buy this other book. I don't believe it for you. Uh, I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't believe it. I screenshotted it for you. Here it is. Let me flip to it. It's a multi-page uh, display. Frequently bought together. The last in- last innocence about the '60s Dodgers and childhood Indians. Television, film, and sustaining the white subconscious by Raúl Chavez. Here's the description. Using race theory, film studies, colonialist and post-colonialist literature while studying a cross-section of cinematic Indian depictions and westerns aired over the past seven decades, Raul Chavez has sought to explain how the western film genre has influenced viewers, in particular the baby boomers of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, to internalize the misrepresented movie depiction of Indians as a representative of the real Indian. Sustain the subliminally accepted white supremacist imagery that deny natives their rightful place in American society. So people who wanted to read about the Dodgers in the 60s also wanted to read about that. I right. I don't believe that either. Don Drysdale and white supremacy. <laughs> anyway, Owen to Mostly right. into Sandy Koufax and the subjugation of the red man. <laughs> Frequently bought together. If they were bought together twice, I'd be surprised, Amazon. Quit lying to us. And one final note from the modern world. Here's Bob, who decided to get a concealed carry permit in Cal Unicornia. You're lucky if you live in a county where that's allowed. I do not. He makes exactly that point. It's county by county, depending yep. on the sheriff, yep. for a, uh, a constitutional right. Uh, living in a county where the sheriff is amenable to issuing issuing permits amenable, uh, should have been an uneventful activity, and it pretty much was. Just 318 days and $502 from the initial online application to picking up a laminated paper receipt that was my permit. Uh, Again, 318 days and $502. While I was at it, I decided to file for an Arizona permit. 14 days, $85 from the initial mailing via the post office, a paper request until receiving a credit card size professional well, of course, permit. You know, you got to point out there are dead bodies all over in Arizona from the people who have the concealed weapons permits. So, oh, yeah, they give them out so willy nilly that there are dead people everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to California, where that never happens. Yeah. I mean, every time I fly in and out of Sky Harbor Airport, you got to your Southwest line, your number 41, their number 42, B 42. You get into an argument, you shoot each other, there's two more dead people. Happens all the time. Oh, and he points out the California permit is good for two years, and the Arizona permit is good for five. To exercise a constitutional right in California, will cost you nearly a year and over $500. If you live in a county where they'll allow it at all. Right. If you Right. Luck of the draw, you happen to live in that county. It has been challenged in a number of counties, and and usually the the person who wants the gun wins. Oh, yeah. If it goes up the the line. Well, it's indefensible. Joe Moore from this new CNN poll that just dropped. Another headline, which got my eye. Warning signs for Buttigieg in the new poll. Oh, boy. He um does not appeal to uh, people who make less than fifty thousand dollars a year and, and non-whites, which I I could believe. He he comes off as well. I, I you know I, I like the intellectual set, but he comes off as kind of an intellectual, and uh, you know he plays the piano and just it's too fancy. Yeah, he's too fancy playing people, the piano for people who make less Play than fifty thousand. Play a real instrument, fancy boy. <laughs> That's what I'd shout at his his uh, his rallies here. 
He needs to talk up his um, uh, war vet stuff more so people don't just think he's a piano-playing gay man. He's a uh, a National Guard guy, right? But he was shipped overseas? Is that accurate? I don't know. I don't remember. I know he was in-country. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Does, does uh, and, that make any difference? I don't difference? know precisely what he did. Does that make any difference? Yes, it does. Sure, it does. Yeah. How come? Well, I don't know. If somebody is like a, a, a clerk at... Um, you know, Fort Riley in Kansas for the extent of their, their service. I no, mean, he was, I appreciate he, their military service. He, he was service, overseas in the, right. in the war zone. Well, right, yeah. But I I'm know just personally saying, plenty of National Guard people who uh, were shot at and shot at others. Right. So. I, I get that completely. If you're a clerk at, at Fort Riley for your entire service, that's one thing. If you go serve meals in Afghanistan at uh, the Bagram or the Giant or whatever that, that place mm-hmm. is, that's another thing. I mean, if you're out there hunting the Taliban, that's another thing. In terms of image and, and, and you know, politics and stuff like that, I don't know. I don't remember. I remember hearing. but He should talk it up more. He doesn't bring it up. I've never seen him bring it up in an interview. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think... If, Which I gave him credit for. If, but. if he's a National Guardsman at all, then he's not merely a fancy-pants piano player. I mean, I don't think he He must come be. off his fancy-pants, because... Uh... Certain group is not digging what, his act. What's it say? I don't have my glasses, Hanson. Can you read that? Oh, I could, but I won't. When did you decide to join the military? I started drilling in the late 2000s. Oh, what? Okay. You won't? No. Because I don't want to talk about it anymore. I just wanted to dabble in the poll so I didn't wear you out. Because I know you were, I was wearing you, you out. You were wearing me out. I was wearing you out with the... Uh, the 2020 presidential talk, which I need to back off of because nobody cares. I saw another poll about polls and nobody cares, which doesn't surprise me at all. We're going to talk to Deborah Saunders here in just a little bit. She writes about the White House, and we'll see what's going on there, among other things. We've got our eyes on Venezuela, which Marshall will have in his news because what the heck's going on there? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 